one at Bank of America Stadium. Sports Radio 92.7 FNC, that call courtesy of Willie P. And the Charlotte FC Radio Network, as heard right here on your home for Charlotte FC. Uh, Sports Radio 92.7 FNZ. But, you know, this week, we could not uh, say goodbye to the Nick Wilson show with the final five shows without having that man, the voice of Charlotte FC, an integral part of this show over the last couple of years. On the year, he is Willie P. He joins us now in studio. What's up, buddy? Uh, about two months co-host of the Nick Wilson show, right? It was, it was at least six weeks. I don't know. There's, it's so funny because there are just definitive like times that I, so I remember our time working together. It was very, very brief. It was very brief, but I do remember it and I know that it happened, but there's so much has happened in four years here. Like people are like, Oh, what do you remember most about working with Josh? Mind you, I worked with Josh for two years. There were a lot of really funny things that happened with hacky, but like, we're going to, are you trying to say that I was not memorable? No, 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 that no, no, I don't remember any of it. Okay. I am so traumatized by four great years here that my brain is like, listen, you loved it. It, it has happened, but in trying to remember like specific things, uh, it's, it's not working. Hacksaw trying to do presidential trivia was the best for me. Yeah, it, really any of the uh, – because that was a great moment where you – like Parcel would occasionally try and like – like reel me in with hacksaw. Oh, come no. on, be nice. Um, Stan, would come on, be a little bit nicer. You were just like, I'm in it. Yeah. I was in on the bit. Yeah, and uh, so you helped me torture him. So yes, any of that. So, ooh, this is a good one. Stanford P wanted to see if we can get you to say Shinyashiki right out of the Shinyashiki. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. So Saturday night, it was. It was a blowout. It was a butt kicking. Oh, yeah. It was a laugher. In terms of how that, what do you think led to that performance for Charlotte FC? A lot of things, because I think the one thing that we've looked at over the course of the first six games of the Christian Latanzio tenure is a lot of freedom. But I think for the first part of it, it was unharnessed freedom. That was probably the most complete performance we've seen from Charlotte FC all year under either coach. And, you know, the penalty goal given back notwithstanding, I do feel like that was one of the best defensive performances we saw from Charlotte FC in denying up uh, opportunities for one of the best strikers in all of MLS and Hani Mukhtar. Yes, he did earn a penalty against Harrison Awful, which I, I know we saw the replay back and, and it was a situation where Awful, you know, made a play where the ref had to kind of make a call. Was it an awful call? I don't yeah. think it was an off. I don't think it was an awful call. But I do feel like you could argue that it was dubious. That's not a foul in the middle of the pitch, I don't think. I yeah, think but his name isn't dubious. That's why I went the off. I, 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 I believe that. <laughs> I, I love Harrison, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make malaprops on his name. But I, I do feel like that was probably the most complete defensive performance from them. And the fact, and, and Latanzio said this after the game, that you had four different guys scoring and four different assist men as well over the course of that contest, I feel like it's a real testament to just how great this offense has developed over the course of this young season. Another great game for Ben Bender. Mm -hmm. He feels like he's he's kind of starting to get on the other side of whether we call it the rookie hump or whatever. It, Charlotte FC went out of their way when they drafted him to kind of remind us all it's a lot to expect a kid that you draft, whether it's first overall 12th overall from a first round or your first year in the MLS, it's a lot to expect him to be an impact player. Right. And, and, and yet yeah. he is, he is. So to you, I mean, does, and do, should we start 
kind of revisiting long-term expectations for Ben Bender? Because he's been fantastic well, here. Well, a lot of times you see these guys don't even play in their first year for sides when they're drafted. Either the, the draft in MLS works differently than it does in the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. It works probably similar to what Major League Baseball is. Sometimes it's a buy-and-hold prospect, but if it's a really good kid, and it's a guy who's first overall, a lot of times there's a lot of pressure to play him, and there was pressure to play him right away because of the way he started against D.C. United in his first couple of games. He, he came in with a little bit of fire, but the problem is the physicality of the league kind of caught up to him. Uh, he hit, like you said, a little bit of a rookie wall, and probably needed a couple of games to kind of revisit and recalibrate. And he came into that game on Saturday and he was like shot out of a cannon. He had a different energy and feel about him. Uh, we felt him against Seattle. We felt him against Vancouver. Really hadn't felt him since that point. And as a result, I do feel like after these couple of games, seeing Quinn McNeil get a little bit more of that type of moxie that we saw from him, I think it's a similar situation going on with McNeil is that he needed some time to develop as an undrafted free agent rookie. And you're seeing these two guys develop at the same position. I think they could be a very great midfield tandem for years to come for this side because they are now getting used to the physicality of this league, which we talk to people who are in this league for the first time all the time, and they say, I was not prepared. I did not know how physical this league was going to be. And he did it against one of the more physical teams in the league last uh, Saturday in Nashville. Was that Ben Bender's best performance in the MLS to date? I don't know if it's his best just because it was so short, but I think it was his it was his best phase of play, his best 20-minute phase of play we've seen from him in a long time. Will Pelagic here in the studio with Nick Wilson uh, as part of the uh, the final ride. Is that what we're going to call the, is that Does that make sense, the final ride I for see, the— I which, which, which wrestler was the last ride? Was that Undertaker? That was. Yeah. The last ride, that feels like I'm dying. The final—I yes. well, guess final—finality is, yeah. You know what? We'll work on it. I like final we, ride. Who's going to write the Nick Wilson WFNZ obituary? Should it be me? Yeah, there's nobody that's going to say anything nice. Itty bitty fitty's chomping at the bit there uh, as if he can finally get revenge for me calling him itty bitty fitty in the first place or trying to call him Otis for a little bit. He's still pretty pissed off about that one. Uh, <laughs> Willie, looking to let's go with Swiderski. He finally ends his scoring drought. Can we expect him to start scoring on a more consistent basis going forward? That, that's, a, that's a hard thing to expect, but Saturday was a very big moment for him because he had been very, very close. We saw the, the development of the burgeoning relationship between him and his countryman, Camille Josviak, start in the game against Houston. It was furthered. He had a very similar header in that Houston game that came his way from, I believe it was Jordi Reyna who had that cross and uh, really just was so, so close. Uh, but we saw a much greater service from him uh, in that contest against uh, Nashville, and he was not making any mistake this time around. It was really great to see that goal happen. I really think you saw a release of emotion from him when he got you know, the goal celebration there in the stands. I don't know if you saw it with, uh, with the guys inside the supporter section thrown. It was really, really cool to see, and I think – you know, he had taken a lot of stick from fans, and I think a lot of it's deserved, but I think a lot of it also is just this is the, the hardest thing when you have a sport and a position where your sole determinator is goals scored. And as a result, when the goal drought happens, and it happens for every striker, it can kind of get mental with you. So I do feel like we are going to see some better things from Svidersky. I don't know if it results in, you know, a 20-goal season from here on out, but I do feel like you are going to see a much more relaxed and more daring Carol Svidersky 
after what we saw on Saturday against Nashville. Anytime you can get good service and a release at the same time, you really can't ask for more than that. Willie, That's I, what he needs. I got to ask you here. Uh, the big talk of town the last seven days has been Fat Andy, Jessica Charman's oh, yeah. dad. Were you able to meet Fat Andy? I didn't see. I, I saw him from a, a distance because we, we walked, you know, we all walk out together and she had to go and find Fat Andy in the vault in mm -hmm. the in the, uh, the little uh, section there in the middle of middle of the stadium. Is he fat or is that just a name? I think it's a, I think it's a, just a name because I okay. even saw some pictures of him and he is. He is no more fat than you or I. So okay, I so it was. So, so he's not American fat, but he no. might be, you might, know, English might, fat. Might be, might be British fat. Okay, British fat. That's but, but, but he's he, he. You know, I heard him this morning on the Mac Attack, and he sounds. He, he sounds. It sounds like he comes from the same gene pool as Jess. I'll just say it like that because they're both. Well, that makes they, sense. They both got a little moxie. They yeah. both got a little moxie to them. So what? I was a little bit disappointed when I heard Fat Andy on the morning show because I was really hoping for like. Uh, one, I didn't hear any curse words, right. so I really felt let down by that because English people are so much better at cursing than than Americans are. It's weird. The one time I went over to to London, they were all like, "We want to hear you guys do it," which was odd. I was just like, "I thought you guys are like the the major league cursors over there," but apparently not. Uh, then uh, uh, don't shatter those illusions. But I actually think like Jess does a pretty good job of making fun of you. I think you've got to find a way to get Fat Andy on your side because he does a really good job of making fun of her. So he, he could be, instead of you trying you to clap he, back at her. You're saying Fat Andy can be an ally. Yes. You you need, this is exactly what you need because Jessica is really good at the Willie P put downs. Yes. So just, it's a phone a friend. Every time she puts you down, there's just like a button you can press. Fat Andy calls in and makes fun of her, and then you know you're even. Well, he's also probably got more ammo on her. That I mean, she, I, I I come as a person who has a lot of ammo that you can poke fun at with regards to my personality. You make fun of my food takes, et cetera, and so on. So I, she makes fun of the fact that I use throat coat for half the game, et cetera, mm -hmm. and so on. Shut up, Fitty. Uh, so it's you know, I I got I got to get some better. Jessica Charman, I gotta get some better Mad Cat ammo. So I think what it is is you're too nice. That's what it is. I think you've got plenty of ammo. You've worked together for three or four months. You're just too nice. I have no conscience. <laughs> Jessica has very little conscience when it comes to make fun of other people. That's why it's almost like the idea of I don't want to see you sully yourself to get even with her. I want to see you find somebody to sully themselves to get even uh, so, with her. So so it's so, so it's. Basically, siphoning the blow a different direction. So yes, yes, it is. It is. You can still claim moral high ground while leveling her back with some sort of uh, retort. Crazy. So allow me, allow me, sir, to ask you: What was your favorite tweet I sent out from your account? <laughs> Just be honest. Was it the chocolate chip chocolate chip pancakes no, tweet, the, or was it the rock chalk Jayhawk no, no, tweet? No, no, the, no. The, it was the Josh Marlowe Met fan tweet because. Trying to say that somebody who used to be a St. Louis Cardinals fan is a better Met fan than me. We had a deal about it's a, that. It's a bunch of garbage. We had a Ooh. deal about my former St. Louis Cardinal fandom, Willie. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he used and to be a Panthers fan, too, right? <laughs> what, what else did you used to be a fan of? You. <laughs> <laughs> Walked right into that one. Didn't even need Fat Andy and phone a friend. <laughs> Willie, uh, you're kicking ass right now, man. I'm so proud of you, and I do appreciate you, buddy. All love, my friend. All love. Follow this man on the Twitter machine at Willie P. Style.